Good morning. So we're continuing November's very serious theme of everything is holy now. December. I said November, didn't I? It's December. December. Goodness gracious. I probably said that last week too. Um, December's very serious theme with everything is holy now, with today's talk, holy days. And if you were here last week, you know what I mean by serious. (laughs) Okay, so, it, so the elf on the shelf sort of gave way to the sage on the stage, right? <laughs> ah, okay. That was, that was courtesy of my son who made that one up. I love it. Okay. But because why? Because why? Because joy is a quality of God as well, right? And we have to have fun with this stuff. We, you know, and part of my job description is to lighten the heart, That is really, that's the job of a minister, you know. We are drawn to a faith philosophy because it uplifts us, right? And so as spiritual leaders, we walk with you, we walk alongside you. We're all together in this. So we can inspire each other and not frighten each other, you know, with images of hell or stuff like that, you know. So, so that's, that's really part of the job of a minister or any, any sort of faith um, tr- leader in any faith tradition is to inspire and to lighten. And, and, and um, in, in Egyptian mythology, right, uh, the story goes, after death, you know, your heart is weighed against the feather, right, of, of Mahat. And, and if your heart is lighter than the feather, you go to the promised land, you go to the, re- the, what is it, the field of reeds, right, where you live out a joyous afterlife. But if your heart is heavy because of uh, heavy thoughts or bad thoughts or bad intentions or bad actions, um, then the god Amut, Am- 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 who uh, was a crocodile head and a lion part and a hippo would come and devour your heart and your soul would just cease to exist. So, so when I get silly, just remember, it is part of my job description. I am here to lighten your heart. And, um, and, and it is part of our uh, faith tradition also because, you know, Ernest Holmes said, I don't take myself seriously, but I take this teaching very seriously. And that's what this is about, you know. It is, it is part of our, our faith philosophy to be light in heart. Not because we're afraid of being devoured <laughs> after death, but for other reasons. You know, we are here to lead a fully self-actualized life, uh, to live while we are alive. We are way more invested in living the whole life of spirit um, than where we're going or what's happening to us after we die. We are here to live the good that God is in and through and as everything. You know, in religious science, we believe that spirit is both imminent and transcendent. We are the people of both and. And I I love that. Ernest Holmes said this. He said, God manifest and God unmanifest constitutes the totality of being. God is around and through everything both imminent and transcendent. And imminence refers to that um, philosophical and metaphysical theory that the divine presence, which is spirit, um, is that universal intelligence encompasses or is manifested in every, every manifest physical thing, everything in the material world. And transcendence, on the other hand, means that the divine presence also exists outside 
of the material world. So it is both and. You know, we're not in either or philosophy. We are more both and belief system. So we consider spirit to be both, imminent and transcendent. Spirit present in the physical world, in the manifest universe, and also beyond everything that is. It, this is panentheism, right? That's what we believe. This is panentheism. God viewed as um, the soul of the universe, right? The universal spirit present everywhere and at the same time transcending all of its creations. While pantheism refers to the belief that all is God, panentheism claims God is that and also greater than the sum total of its parts, greater than the universe itself. So that's the concept of God in religious science, both and. I love that. Don't you love being the people of both and? <laughs> anyway, Ernest Holmes in his commentary on the science of mind said, we are living in a spiritual universe right now. God is imminent in this universe, in everything, in you and in me and in the flower, literally. God is also transcendent of the universe in which it lives. That is, God is more. God is that and more. It exists now. We didn't put it there, we can't take it away, and we cannot change it. It's just the truth of life. Which, by the way, eliminates the idea of duality, doesn't it? It absolutely eliminates the idea of duality. If God is all there is, there can't be anything else. There can't be God and something else. Ever. Ever, if God is in and through and as everything, imminent and transcendent, there cannot be God and an opposite to God. There cannot be a sacred and a profane or a good and anything opposed to a good. There just can't be. There cannot be anything that lies outside of the domain of spirit if God is all there is. There is if God is all there is, there is no outside of spirit, right? I mean, that just makes sense. We must go back to principle. We go back to core concept one, God is all there is all we need to say. We can go to coffee now. That's it. God is all there is. And no matter where you are, right, you are in the heart of God. You are in spirit. No matter where you are, no matter where you are, you are in spirit. What makes the church more sacred than the living room? Nothing, right? What makes the synagogue or the mosque or the meeting room more sacred than the kitchen or the car seat or the bathroom stall. Nothing. Oh, and I'm serious about the bathroom stall, too. I've done some of my best praying in a bathroom stall. <laughs> the only difference in the mind of the human is the mind of the human. That's the only thing that makes the difference, right? The consciousness that we bring to any situation is the only difference that there is. Ernest Holmes said, if you have a headache, take an aspirin. Right? If you think it'll make you feel better. But remember, it's spirit doing the work. Always. It is spirit doing the work. Our consciousness makes all the difference in the world. When we heal the illusion that there is a God and something else, we will no longer need all of those things that we rely on to keep us safe. You know, that stuff. When we understand fully and truly and deeply that there is only God, there's no longer any need for good luck charms or amulets or potions or power crystals, right? Or, or rituals 
or rites of sacrifice. I'm not really a ritual person. I don't know if you noticed. You know, you know if it's your thing, it's a ritual. If it's someone else's thing, it's a superstition. <laughs> That's how we define it, right? Ernest Holmes said this. He said, if one believes in the virtue of fasting, then virtue appears to him through fasting. But to him who finds no virtue in fasting, feasting may appear to be the greater virtue. We are over-concerned with the non-essentials, straining at gnats while swallowing mountains of superstition. And that's really, you know, what we need to, to heal, is this idea that there's God in something else. And, you know, there's tons of them out there. The evil eye. I love that. That's always so much fun, right? Salt over the shoulder. Anybody? Salt over the shoulder. Um, three on a match. Nobody uses matches anymore. I don't even know where that comes. That comes from my childhood. Does anybody three on a match? I don't know. The rabbit's foot, right? We've all seen that growing up. The rabbit's foot, which I have to tell you is a really big step up because originally it was a human's foot. So, <laughs> yeah, so we have evolved. See, isn't that lovely? <laughs> the Grigory bag, right, in New Orleans. That's how it keep you safe from the spirits, you know, or the horn, or the crystals, or taro, or tea leaves, or garlic and the cross. That's a good one. The ever-popular statue of St. Joseph to sell a house. But now ask any real estate agent. That one is real, right? Right? Any real estate agents here? Okay, that one is real, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. You have to bury a little statue of St. Joseph somewhere in the Upside down? Oh, yeah, see, there's rules about how to do it, too. <laughs> Upside down in either the front yard or the backyard or the side yard, I don't know, and then the house sells, so go figure, you know? Ernest Holmes said, all superstition is ignorance. All superstition is ignorance. So, so how are we doing with all this stuff? You can, see, you can see how all of this stuff indicates duality, right? That there's God in something else. When, what are we doing with all this stuff? We're trying to find an edge, aren't we? We're trying to find an angle so that God will work for us. Really? Trying to find that direct connection to a deity who will then work on our behalf. We're trying to convince a reluctant God to do something it wouldn't normally do on our behalf, right? And there is, a, there is a mistaken belief that there is power in these objects. There's no power in those objects. It's only the power that you give to it with your consciousness, right? There is a mistaken belief that there is a power outside of us, right? There's no power in the statue of St. Anthony, or Joseph, I mean, <laughs> to sell a house, right? There is no power in the Grigri bag to, to ward off evil, there's no power in those things than there are in us and anything else in the manifest universe, right? Because we're all made out of the same stuff. In Mark 10, 52, it says, go your way, your faith has made you whole, right? Luke, he said to the woman, your faith has saved you, go in peace. And there, are, and there is Matthew 9, 22, and Mark 5, 34, and Luke 8, 48, and Luke 18, 42, and they all say the same thing. It is our consciousness that makes the difference. It's our faith that makes the difference. There's no power in the garment. There was no power in the cross. There was no power in any object. There's no power in those power stones, all that's what we call them. 
It is our faith. It is our faith that makes all the difference. It is our faith that moves the mountains. And so when we place, uh, when we, we, we place our, our mistaken belief that there is power in the object, we're giving our power away to something outside of ourselves, right? And they used to do that a lot in the 30s when Ernest Holmes was really developing and teaching his philosophy, and that's why he separated himself so clearly from the people that were reading tea leaves and tipping tables and doing tarot. Hmm, rhymed. Anyway, um, he wanted to make sure that we knew the power was in us. It was in us. We don't have to call a psychic and say, should I get out of bed today? Is today going to be a good day? You know, should I have the chicken or the fish? You know, it's like we, we, we were putting our power outside of ourselves and giving other people power over our decision making. And, that, and that's what Ernest Holmes wanted to be really clear about. We are the only power in our lives. We are the power and authority in our lives. We, place our, we give our power away when we put it in the objects like that. When we exercise our faith, we build those faith muscles just like going to the gym. And we build our faith muscles in good times, right? When it's easy to have faith and things are going great and everything's wonderful, we have a deep reservoir of faith to draw on when, when we have to lead into those th times when things aren't going well, right? Then we have a practice and we have a strength. We have an inner core, just like when you do physical exercise, you have a strong inner core of faith, right? that we can lean into when things aren't going well. You know, going back to those power objects, or you know, the, you know all those old, those old um, black and white movies are, you know, about Dracula, and the guy's like holding up the cross, you know, <laughs> holding up the cross and shaking in his boots. And I remember one, one uh, uh, movie in particular where, where Dracula just walks up to the guy and very nonchalantly slaps the cross out of the guy's hand, and he says, that has no power if you don't have faith in it. And then, of course, he devours the guy, right? <laughs> That's how it goes. But again, it goes back to our consciousness. That doesn't, that doesn't have any power if we don't believe in it, if you don't have faith in it, right? Hmm. It is our consciousness, which leads us actually to the idea of holy days, right? Can there really be holy days opposed to what? Not holy days? You know, I mean, if you think about it, if God is all there is, are there non-holy days? Yeah, are there profane days? Hey, maybe we should start that. That'd be a trend. <laughs> no, there's just holy days. God is all there is, core concept one. There is only the spirit emanating, right, and animating and making itself known as everything, from the blade of grass to the snail to the fish to us to the giant redwoods. It is all spirit animating itself, making itself life in every single possible way. So it's all God. So <laughs> it's all God, right? And if there is no place where spirit is absent, then everyone and everything, everywhere, every day is holy. Hmm, isn't that lovely? Right? The very earth that we walk on is holy ground. It's the body of God. It is the logical and natural outpicturing of, a, of an energy that is seeking to know of itself in form. So the very ground we walk on is holy ground, right? And if we all believed that and we all knew that, who would frack God? I mean, think about it, right? Nobody. This is holy ground. The, the very planet we're on is the body of God. The very earth is holy ground. Every word out of our mouth is a prayer. 
When we understand there is God and nothing else, every word out of our mouth is an affirmation. Every statement we say is a prayer. Every day is holy. Not because it's Sunday, because it's a day. Every day is holy. Romans 14.5 says, One person esteems one day over another. Another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. Every day is holy. Every place you are is holy ground. Every thought you think is a prayer. Every word you say is an affirmation. Every day is a holy day. Look for the divine in those little small moments because that's where they are, because they're, because they're everywhere. See the, see the divine in a sunset. Observe God's smile in a stranger, right? Celebrate a well-cooked meal as a holy moment, right? Enjoy, enjoy a dish washed squeaky clean under your hand. Here's what we can do. We can create a vision calendar. Hmm, I like that idea. Let's create a vision calendar of holy days, and each one of them will be a holy day. We can create 365. Uh, this year it'll have to be 366. Holy days, starting with January 1st. We can observe a holy day, January 1st, right? It'll be the holy first day of 2020. I like that. We can observe January 2nd, the holy day of leftovers. <laughs> I don't know. Because that's the way it is in my house. <laughs> January 3rd, right? The holy observation of setting sun. We can make every day a holy day. It is our intention. It is our consciousness that makes the difference. And every day is a holy day when we remember who we are. We have to remember who we are. We are the outpicturing of the power and the presence that seeks to know itself in form. That's what we are. We are an expression of the Most High. We are spirit manifest. Everything is sacred. Everything is holy. We are. Life is. The earth we walk on is. The blade of grass is. The stars above us. Everything in this universe is holy because it is made manifest by spirit. Rumi said it like this. He said, I do not want to step so quickly over a beautiful line in God's palm as I move through the earth's marketplace today. I do not want to touch any object in this world without my eyes testifying to the truth that everything is my beloved. Something has happened to my understanding of existence that now makes my heart always full of wonder and kindness. I do not want to step so quickly over this sacred place on God's body that is right beneath my own foot as I dance with precious life today. Every day, every day is our sacred day. Every day is holy when we remember. Thank you so much. Whew. And now that, uh, that aforementioned song, um, Teej and I got together earlier this week with